So today we're going to look at derivatives. We're going to define exactly what a derivative is, and we're going to look at two types of de derivatives, futures and options. So we'll focus in on this. What exactly is a derivative? And a derivative is a financial asset that bases its value on another asset of some sort. So if we think about this here being our original asset, also known as the underlying asset, then the derivative, the derivative's value is based on the value of that underlying asset. So when we see the value of the underlying asset go up, we're also going to see it influence the derivative and the value of the derivative will change. Now, depending on the derivative, some will move in opposite directions from the value of the underlying asset and some will move in the same direction as the underlying asset. And the first one we're going to look at are the options. Now, the options give us the right but not the obligation to buy or sell the underlying asset. And we do this by way of contracts. So uh, for our options, each we've got two types of contracts. We have a call contract, which is the right to buy, and a put contract which is the right to sell. And I'm just going to go over the example of a typical uh, put and call quote to give us a sense of the definitions for all of these things. So here we have a call quote, and this is similar to that which is in your notes. And if we look at the call here, this is telling us the um, details of the contract contract to buy. So we have what's known as the strike price and that's the agreed upon price that it will be purchased at sometime in the future. So you would have with a call the right to buy for this price for $25. It's also known as the exercise price. This data right here is the expiry date. So you must decide whether or not you're going to purchase this contract by the end of, in this case, with a 13 quote, that would have been January 2013. So January 2013. So we would have the right to purchase for every contract. We would have the right to purchase 100 shares. And we would have to pay full price. The price we'd be paying per share would, of course, be $25. Now, the quote price, I'm just going to focus in on the last, the ask and the bid. This is the price of the contract itself. So how much does it cost to own these the rights to do this? And this is known as the option premium. So... In this case, we have an option premium, 
of $16.35 per share. So obviously, and this goes right to the option writer, the person who uh, creates the contract. So ultimately, we would be paying paying this to own the own this contract. Now, just as a point of clarification, if we decided to purchase this contract, we would pay $16.35 per share times 100 shares. That's just for the contract. And if we decide to exercise the contract, so if exercised, so if we decide to use it, what we mean by exercised, then we would be paying another $25 per share for the 100 shares. Put contracts, of course, are a little bit different, so I'm going to adjust the call contract here and make it a put. So if we look at our example then, we see that the cost per share would be this as our option premium. So again, it's the exact same idea, but this is the right to sell. So it can get a bit confusing because we are essentially, the contract we purchase is we purchase The right to sell. And we're purchasing that right to sell. It costs us 14 cents per share. Again, that's the option premium. And if we choose to exercise the contract, we would receive $25 per share. And of course, the same as before, each contract, one contract, one contract is 100 shares. Forwards and futures are also types of derivatives, except these represent more contracts for delivery. And so there's no option. There's no option to decide not to pay the price in the future. In this contract, you are establishing the date of delivery and you're establishing the price per unit. Now, the the we mostly think of this being associated with commodities. So we think of futures and forwards with things such as grain, energy, metals, agricultural products. Of course, futures have expanded and we can see them uh, used for financial products as well. So 
the big difference between futures and forwards is that our futures are pre-established conditions and are for on markets in the contracts, pre-established contracts. So they're standardized and forwards are not standardized. And just to give you an example, sort of visually, what we would think of if, uh, when we think of either a future or a forward contract. So I want you to think about uh, today, and you might sign a contract to buy oil for $100 a barrel. And you might have that today. Even though the what we would call the spot price, so what you could buy oil for today, is $90 a barrel. Obviously a little older example. Think now we go into the future. So why might we want to have to purchase this contract? And remember, we're purchasing the contract. We're not purchasing the oil. It isn't until here till we actually purchase the oil. If that spot price in the future was 110, then we would receive our oil for 100. And in fact, we might even be able to think about the difference in this contract and that uh, we could sell this contract for $10. So that's the, that is the idea behind a future.